While he listen to some random Picking bars and stanzas Ripping mics, etc Go against the wall You gotta know he Tony Danza That's B-Rob He the boss MC God Give you what you want every week With some deep dive Revise everything you know about this podcast We're trying to take over the world with this podcast We're hitting your ears every week with the monsoon We're broadcasting the SoundCloud to iTunes The Twitch screams say random What you gonna do? The Twitch screams say random What you gonna do? Subscribe Like Share Listen to the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. If you're listening right now, you're welcome. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm here to bring you another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you oh so much for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, go ahead and uh, give them a crisp high five. But be socially aware of what's going on around you. If you're going to do such a thing, make sure you're wearing a mask, uh, you sanitize beforehand, you sanitize afterward, and then you immediately... Uh, disperse six feet away from each other <laughs> but if you don't want to take those extra precautions and steps you can um take your social media app of choice and craft them a well thought out dm saying thank you for recommending you to me so i'm here at the beginning of the episode because uh with my guest a uh, returning guest for that matter uh, we just started talking right out the bat and i didn't feel like you know cutting off the interview just to be like hey i gotta do this intro so here i am front and center just kind of queuing this thing up just like the old school days of a three r show or what was known back in back in back then as r r r p c (laughs) i wanted to make that my hashtag so bad because you know it had the three r's in it and the the pc Stuff a podcast, which is not a two, it's not a two words, it's one word, and I don't know why I did that. Cause I'm random. I think about shit like that. But anyway, um, returning guest, he was here with me for the first time in a 2017, and at the time he was a 21 year old man talking about, you know, wanting to travel and everything, and I have a visitor. Yes. I'll be out there in a minute. All right. The the 10-year-old made pancakes. So she was informing me that said pancakes were completed, and now I must dine on such pancakes. So, yeah, that's how my Sunday morning is doing right now. It's very easy. But back to what I was saying. John Evan Moore, host of the Settle for More podcast. 
Yeah, got him back here on 2017. He was talking about um, being a young man, which he still is a young man at 25 years old, and uh, wanting to travel, go do things, uh, discover himself in life. And here we are, 2020, and it's more of the same. He's come to a realization of a couple things, uh, been in some hairy situations between then and now, and uh, he shares a little bit of that with us here today. And he's still looking. He's still searching for something, you know. And I am honored and privileged to be a part of his journey. I'm glad he reached back out to me to come back on the show because, you know, my door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit. And I really enjoy these um, somewhat of a catch-up episode, you know, just to see how he has been doing. Because um, not too long after he started that podcast back in 2017, he got a couple episodes out of there. And, you know, if you go back and listen, and even um, some of the current incarnations of his podcast, it's more like a live journal. There's no, like, intros and, you know, all the stuff that, you know, your traditional podcasts do. It's just him speaking his mind, speaking things to an existence, um, freaking just journaling his day-to-day and his thoughts. So, yeah, that's what that is. So it's an interesting take. And I, you know, if you're into that type of thing, which I hope you are in some aspects, you know, shoot shoot him a little support. Go give a listen to an episode or two. See if it's for you or not. You know, everything is not going to be for you, but you should at least try to, so you know definitively that it's not for you. Yeah. So, yeah. But as these pancakes just come in hot off the griddle, calling my name and everything, and then I have to support my young one, my 10-year-old making pancakes, making, making pancakes. We're going to get into this episode of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast featuring John Evan Moore. But before I go, because you will not hear me at the end. That's why I'm up front and everything with this. Just remember, you can follow me on Twitter at 3R Show. You can follow me on Instagram at the 3R Show, which I express my dismay for the, the handle that I use on Instagram in this episode. So be listening out for that. Um, you can follow me on twitch.tv forward slash 3R Show. I got somewhat of a schedule. If you go to my homepage there, you can see it at the bottom. It's uh, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, you know. But I get in there at random times throughout the week and everything. Pretty much anytime I have a chance to play any type of video games, I just turn the recorder on. Because why the fuck not, right? That's what it is. Oh, shout outs to uh, Beat 'em Down, one half of the Code 45 podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. They are jumping on Twitch. We'll specifically beat him down for the moment. And uh, he has had two episodes so far playing uh, Katana Zero or something like that. It's a 8-bit game stylized for the future. And his streams are wildly entertaining. I thoroughly enjoy them and I highly endorse them. He is my candidate for 2020. <laughs> so go check out Colt 45 Podcast on Twitch. And um, it's all one word, no spaces. So support the brothers, you know, as I do. Maybe even more if you want to feel that more inclined to do so. Anyway, um, also, for anything that I may have forgotten to mention, you can go to randomrob.com. 
Facebook.com and find all those different things, ways to support the show, merchandise, all those cool things. And as we speak, still out there in the ether, uh, my nephew is looking for a live kidney donor. The search is still going on and everything. And um, you can help and support the cause. <laughs> One by giving a kidney, that's what he need the most. But if you're not inclined to give a kidney or you can't give a kidney, you can go to kidneyforchrispage.com. That's kidney, the number four, Chris Page, P-A-I-G-E, dot com. And there's links and information about what's going on. There's a GoFundMe there so you can help with uh, medical expenses and everything like that. So it's greatly appreciated. Hell, if you know somebody that's willing to give a kidney, you know, kidneyforchrispage.com. Kidney, the number four, Chris Page, P-A-I-G-E, dot com. I appreciate anybody that can get the word out there. I mean, even if you don't contribute, just spreading that information around so it can get to other eyes and other ears. It's greatly, greatly appreciated. Well, enjoy this episode, and um, I'll see you next time. Hello? 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 Is this working? Yeah, I guess. Is it working? Hello? <laughs> Crap. You can't hear me? Oh, wait. Oh wait, B Rob, I hear I. It says you're talking. Uh, yeah. Give me a second. Oh, is that working? I don't know. Is it? Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I haven't used Zoom before. You know, um, whenever you made the appointment, did it uh, ask, did you pick this option or no? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I think I might have put Skype, but it, it's all good now. It's working. How are you, sir? Pretty good. When's the, when's the last time we talked? February of 2017. I was just listening to our episode. Oh, Nice. <laughs> Very precise, but yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm up here in Utah right now. All right. What 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 is you? I know Utah is kind of desert like, but it do get cold there. What's what's up with you in cold places? <laughs> so southern Utah is where it gets more desert like, but I'm up here in Salt Lake City. That's that's where all the mountains are. But yeah, it, it does get pretty cold. I don't know. I, I think I just, my body's more accustomed to cold weather. Yeah. So, I can't, I can't do the humid, the humidity in Texas, man. I just can't. You know, it's, it's to the point now, let's just say if I was younger and I lived here in Texas, I'd be trying to scratch and claw to get up out of here. Because <laughs> damn, you know, I still got some life left living to do and I want to, <laughs> you know, go other places. But now that I'm damn fucking retired and I'm settled in here, it's just like, 
I ain't gonna be outside. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the house. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I I'm hoping to get to that point pretty soon, but I, I feel like I still got a ways to go. Yeah, we all do, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> but shit, man. I, you know what? I, I I was listening to the podcast that we did way back in February of 2017. 21 year old man, you know, sat on the other side of the microphone virtually from me, and uh, just discussing, you know how he has not experienced life and he was still trying to figure things out. And, you know, you had an interest in comedy and you listened to so many podcasts. You thought you wanted to do a podcast and yada, 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 yada. Here we are 2020. What you 24, 25 now, right? 25. Yeah. What has the journey been like? It's been weird. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Right. It's honestly, it's been more or less the same, you know, just trying to figure shit out. Um, see, 2017, you said February 2017? Yeah, because it was just the uh, right after the year anniversary of my, my show. Oh, nice. Uh, so late 2017, I went on this two month long road trip where I slept in my car for the whole time and kind of just traveled across the country and visited Canada a little bit. Uh, that was the first time I came to Utah and realized like, man, this place is pretty cool. I, I thought it was just Mormons here, but there's this whole, it has a whole lot more to offer. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what we all thought. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it feels like Mormons are like this force field that kind of hide Utah from everybody. It's like this hidden gym. But it's, it's the magic underwear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just, they just tarp it over Utah. <laughs> Dude. And what, but once you get here, like, oh, I know what you guys are doing. But, <laughs> but yeah, I went on this road trip. Uh, after that, I did this sales job in Tennessee for about a month or so. It, I'm, I'm an introvert, so sales wasn't my thing. Yeah, I, I can, I totally understand that. I mean, Contrary to what people may think, you know, I'm here, I'm talking to different people on the podcast week to week, month to month, year to year, you know, going on five years now. And, you know, I want this thing to prosper. I want it to succeed. But, you know, you, you these people sometimes will be like, hey, sponsor the, we want to sponsor your show. Uh, shield this ad. Shield, shield this merch. Shield this thing. And I'm just like, uh... I, I, I like the money, but I don't want to sit here and kind of like sell the thing. It's yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, I like, kind of wanted to happen, but you know, mm, that's I feel the crux that. of the thing. Yeah, for sure. The inauthenticity of it, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything that I've plugged on this show, I've used personally and I like it, but it's just the thing that like, I don't know. It's, it's it's like I'm trying to force something on somebody, you know? It was just like, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe if it was something of mine, I would feel less like that. Like if it was one of my shirts or a hat or something like that, because that's mine. It goes directly to me, you know, directly, uh, you know, impacts this show. I mean, the, the sponsor money would, but this is something – I'm doing with my own two hands and not something that somebody's kind of like 
pushing on me to push on you. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, my, my brain is weird. I, I still want the sponsor money, and I speak bad. <laughs> I, I got to put it out there because you know Alexa and Siri and all them motherfuckers listening to us. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Got to keep them happy. Well, I mean, but what got, I know you did a lot of traveling around and everything. You uh, <laughs> fell into the sales job. What, what, what made you slow down? Was it, was it you were doing so much traveling, you just needed some funds? Uh, no, the, uh, this friend reached out to me. Uh, he had a pretty good experience with it, but he's also like this outgoing guy that just loves talking to new people. And But for me, I was just exhausted half the time. And, and also, you know, with sales, you kind of have to mm-hmm. convince yourself that what you're selling is, isn't a piece of shit. <laughs> And then like, there's more so the, the grind and everything. Because, I mean, it could be a product that you enjoy, that you personally use, that you really like, but it's mm-hmm. convincing other people to like this thing, too. Yeah. That's the part right there, you know? Yeah. And, like, I didn't have that conviction to convince people, you know? Like, they could feel it that I didn't really have faith in the product. Yeah. So it, it was it was a challenge. Yeah. Or most of it was just like, hey, man. Do you want this thing or not? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, it lasted like a month. But after that, I went back to Texas for a little bit. And I headed to Oregon. I lived there for about a year and a half. Another cold place. Yeah. it Honestly, Eugene, Oregon is where I live. And it's pretty close to the coast. But it, it's pretty moderate. Mm. Like in the summer... It usually wouldn't get over 90, and in the winter, it barely hit 30. So it was, had a range that it stuck with. Or Now, I think the last time we talked, I was telling you how I was uh, coming from Missouri and everything. And um, you have you ever been in Missouri in the winter or been around no. that area? No. Right, so out of all the places you've been, excluding Alaska and – Canada which place has been the coldest to where you was like fuck this place I ain't coming back here mm. uh, Colorado definitely but I was I never got to the point of being like fuck this yeah it was it was more like oh I can I can get used to this sure I mean right. so you, your your reaction is the opposite of what mine would be <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> I mean, the biggest issue I had was not having the proper tires for driving. Ah, yeah. And looking like a dumbass <laughs> half the time. Yeah, as so. you uh, corkscrew by people in your vehicle. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just spinning. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Just gradually going up a hill and like 20 cars behind me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you learn. I've had that happen before when I was in Missouri. That's the coldest place I ever been. But my fucking tire bust on my truck, and I had to ride the rim in icy terrain oh, up, and, up and down a hill back to my house and shit. Because I wasn't too far from my house when the tire bust, so that was the great thing about it. But the, the terrain was just very hilly. So I had to kind of take the momentum going down the hill to propel me up the hill on the other side and shit and try not to push the gas too much and spin tires, and it was, it was nerve-wracking. Damn, that's like an art form right there. I know, but that's my job. That was my job in the military. It was transportation. So I, I got some 
skill I've acquired over the, those many years. Nice. An unwitting skill. Nice. Hey, it's probably just luck too, but <laughs> Yeah, you can't can't knock that. Yeah. But um you, when we talked, you were coming up on um like three episodes, dude. You 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 were very, very, very young into it. And you know, I think since then you like you were saying, you've traveled, you went out and discovered yourself in the world and everything like that. How did that affect your podcasting that first initial run? Oh, it affected it greatly. <laughs> uh, I kind of got off the wagon for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, yeah, the when we last talked, I had like this first set of episodes, mm-hmm. but uh, eventually just restarted and went back to episode one like a year later. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting like maybe 20 episodes in and then I moved again and I just, I got lost and yeah, I just haven't really picked back up on it yet. Yeah. It, like, it's definitely a repetition thing, man. You, yeah, for you sure. Get it, you get it, it's harking back to some of the words I was telling you then, you know, yeah. you get used to it, you get it, get in your flow and everything and it just kind of happens. But, what I'll tell you is you didn't force it upon yourself. You know, you didn't make yourself do it. I mean, you made yourself a start, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's different from, you know, kind of drudging through it. I mean, if you're not feeling it, you shouldn't do it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, cause like for me is just, there are days where I don't feel like doing it, but you know, that's, way different from like maybe two or three episodes in to where like you haven't done it enough to feel it yet to see if you can uh, you really want to stick with it or you know kind of grasp it you know sure yeah yeah for, for me uh it kind of started kind of like a like a verbal diary kind of yeah because like the way i think is very verbal mm-hmm. and i can't really get a thought out unless i actually start talking yeah. And it was so it's kind of like a an exercise for me to kind of articulate my thoughts better. Well, how, I mean, how do you feel now? I mean, that's what it started out to be. Here we are some mm-hmm. years later. I mean, how is that, how has that worked out for you personally? You know, beyond the podcast stuff. Cuz sometimes we use this thing as we spoke about then as mm-hmm. therapy, you mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, for me as a conquering of procrastination you know i stay consistent in this you know i I keep up with it and hopefully that bleeds over into my everyday life with procrastination so for you it's more like you know taking what you have in your head and trying to formulate it into a you know conscious thought and whatnot Mm -hmm. so how has that changed for you since then like the way i i think in that yes way yeah uh it's gotten better. Like I've started doing it, doing it more, but mm-hmm. I haven't been recording myself doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess because also whenever I do think out loud, uh, I try not to have a filter. And sometimes I feel pressured to have one whenever I'm recording myself. Oh, I get you. So that was kind of an issue for a little bit like I I was consciously thinking about like being careful what I was saying you know I don't I don't blame you especially in today's climate 
to where mm. I feel like you can't even sneeze. Well, really, you shouldn't be sneezing in <laughs> See, there's so many restrictions right now, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like the PC police is out there, you know, and I'll probably get flacked for calling somebody the PC police, you know? So it's it's it feels like that nowadays, but I don't think you should censor yourself, man. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I, like logically that's the way I want to see it. Mm-hmm. But I just I can't help but to have like this filter in my head. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, with the more I do it, the more it kind of wears off, I'd imagine. Yeah. And it's kind of like um it's almost a switch. You got to mm-hmm. know when to do it and when not to do it. I'm here in the, in the realm of podcasting and everything. I mean, there's no sensors or nothing like that. So, I mean, have at it. Mm-hmm. You know, out there in the real world, I mean, I don't know. You just got to treat every situation differently. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, when I was living in Oregon yeah, yeah. is whenever I was uh, doing my podcast again. But I was getting high a lot during my podcast. But I had family members who were listening. And they're like, oh, what is John doing up there? Like they were getting a good experience of how I was living up there. Mm-hmm. But I got used to that over time. I stopped caring about them, you know, because I, I have a pretty conservative family. Yeah. And so they were like, oh, he's he's kind of lost. <laughs> but that was kind of a thing for me, too, because it was um, I would tell anybody and everybody about this show, but I hadn't told my family. You know, and like what really broke it out was um, they wanted to do like a family trip and they just kind of spurred a moment type deal, did it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I already had something planned, you know, pertaining to the podcast. I got invited to a convention and, you know, I already made plans and, you know, I spent money and all kind of other shit to do this thing. And they just come out of the blue and it's like, Hey man, we want to do this family trip this time, this time, or whatever. I was like, uh, you know, I got this thing coming up this time, and I got flack for that from my older siblings. Well, all of them are my older siblings because I'm the baby. So people were jumping on me about that. And I at then that's when I had to go to the, the, the hierarchy of the family. I had to go to my mom. I was like, Mom, this is what happened, and this is why this and this and this. It's not as bad as my siblings are making it sound, <laughs> you know. And she was like, oh, that's 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 great, you know. I, and she was like, I understand, you know, because this is something we did just spring up and we just thought about, and this is something that you had set. So I got a little bit of support in that aspect, and it's grown from there. You know, my my brother-in-law and my, my sister and everything, they just bought some merch the other day to support the show. My One of my older brothers, he called here and there and always asking me questions about it. So, I mean, I'm feeling the love. It would not hear. Rather, before I was just like, eh, I hope they don't hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, most of my family was pretty cool with it. It was just, it was just a weird adjustment because, you know, they had like this, this image. Mm. But then as they get older, they start realizing, oh, he's not this young kid anymore. Yeah, he's not the baby that I knew when he was yeah. living here. <laughs> He's up in Oregon with the hippies. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that was some, you. You're not paraphrasing either. That's probably some actual words. That came. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> now you you talk about uh, uh getting high in Oregon because it's high up there in the United States. Uh-huh. Was that some of your first experience in that you know time frame? Uh, getting high. See. Uh no. Uh Colorado. I like to smoke. I'm I'm a big hiker, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's nice to to just take like a little. Just a little bit of a little little weed. Bit. Yeah. Just enough to kind of connect with the trees. Yeah. I mean, you but, climbing mountains and shit. You joined the Mile High Club. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of been getting high in and out the last five years, but, but not in Utah, you know, it's pretty pretty strict over here and and that, uh, i'm not really gonna go out of my way to find some yeah they chase you down the street and you know they'll freaking what, what do they call that shit they uh throw it in a wrap around your ankles i forgot what the name of the weapon is but they'll do that with uh the magic underwear and just <laughs> wrap your legs up and take you away there's a thing for that well the the weapon i forget what it's called it's it's like pretty much two um i, I guess it's like a piece of rope and have two uh, stones on the end of it. You know, that's case, oh. archaic type shit or whatever. But you throw it and it wrap around the motherfucker feet and he, oh, I'm trapped. Mm. I can't go nowhere. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the word for that, but. Yeah, there's actually a name for the weapon. I just don't know what it is. Yeah, I would not doubt that if they found out. Like, there's there's places here where people are advocating to ban coffee. Like, yeah, like there's some really strict ideas over here. Not, not like it's not that strict, like among everyone, but it does get to that level over here. I don't know why I ain't going to Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're not in the mountains then just kind of just chill elsewhere. Everybody is heralding, um, 2020 as one of the worst years in a long time. Um, how has 2020 been treating you thus far? It's been so strange. Because uh, compared to me, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, last, like exactly a year ago, I decided that I was going to hike the Appalachian Trail, mm-hmm. which starts in Georgia and ends in Maine. Yeah. But uh, you'd be doing some shit, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was training for maybe six months to do this thing, and I bought a ticket for April of 2020, mm-hmm. and uh, like three weeks before my plane was supposed to take off, they just shut down the whole country pretty much, also the trail, and uh, so all that training, all that money I spent on gear just kind of went to waste, mm-hmm. so I spent six months in Texas kind of by myself on a farm where I was just that, that time was actually pretty productive for me. I was doing a lot of, I'm studying programming right now, computer programming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was spending maybe 30 hours a week just coding because I had all this alone time and no distractions. But other than that, it's been pretty weird. (laughs) You know, what, what brought that on? It's just like in a moment of solace, you're just like, I'm gonna do some computer code. 
Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I have a buddy who does it, and he he kind of convinced me to get on it. You know, he makes a good amount of money a month, and it can be self-taught. You know, if you have the skills to do it, they'll they'll hire you. But uh, it it does take a while to get good at it. But yeah, I've been doing that the last several months now. What's what's your thoughts on it so far? On coding? Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I it'll pay off. I, I have trust in the system, faith in the system. But it'll probably it probably might be a few several months before I can start before I'm confident enough to apply for jobs and stuff like that. Okay. Well, other than taking on coding and everything, I mean, what in hiking and being a nature man and shit like, I mean, I don't think you've taken that on. You've been doing that shit, but what are some other hobbies or interests that you've come to acquire? Uh, I try to read three books a month. Ooh, shit. I try to read three books in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's something that's that's more of I don't know if I'd call that a hobby, but it's something I'm trying to do. Yeah. Now but, we, we did speak about um you writing things way mm-hmm. back when when you first came on. I mean, has anything progressed from that? Other than the research I'm doing with the books I read, uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I am trying to make music. Oh, that's something. I, I've been playing guitar for like a decade now, but I, I just picked up a piano and I have this software on my laptop. And I'm so, yeah, that's something I've been trying to get better at. So that's just um, internet and self-teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. I don't think we covered the guitar thing. I mean, you've been playing that for a decade. I mean, what um, is, was that self-taught or lessons? Yeah, that was that was self-taught, like just YouTube lessons, things like that. Word, man, I, I had this conversation a couple podcasts ago when I was talking about the piano as well. I did it a little bit in high school, and I don't think I got beyond uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's f- further than I am right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you seem like you, I mean, with the musical background and everything, being self-taught and whatnot, I, I feel you'll catch a lot more than what I caught. <laughs> <laughs> I know hey. where Middle C is. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I made this one song. It's on SoundCloud. Whoa. It's not bad. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Well, keep talking. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's more of like digital. There's hardly any guitar in it or anything. It's more just... No goddamn guitar? Music from the software. But I think it's pretty good. I, I like it. I don't even remember the last time I signed in the SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> This even my account? Yeah, it is. <laughs> nice. All right. So, matter of fact, we we haven't had a um, freaking um, bonus content section in a while. With, with your permission, I like to play a recommendation of yours that you've created at the end of the episode. Sure, go for it. Or, um, is it under oh. your name? Uh, yeah. My Oops, excuse me. It's uh more. I think like just more. The song itself is called Michael in the Bronx. Ah, there we go. That that might help me out. Yeah. 
kind of has like a Halloween vibe to it. I am going to Bronx. Where is it? Where is it? I want it. Oh, I got the Michael Myers Myers cover. Yeah, that's that's it. Oh, let me give it a like. Let me save this for later. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Word. So, uh, shit. I mean, I, I think we're talking about, um, you know, gaining confidence and, you know, when uh, you decided to pull the trigger. When did you decide to pull the trigger on this? When did you feel confident enough to, like, yeah, I'm going to make this public. I'm going to put this out there. Uh, Once I thought that, like, myself liked it, then, like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll put this out there. That's pretty much my my criteria. If I like it, then I'll put it out there. So another thing that we talked about back then as well that I want to get your opinion on now, Louis C.K. Oh, okay. shit. <laughs> I mean, you talked about him. You was uh, kind of looking up his uh, comedy back then. And, uh, you know, I think you was talking about it in a line with um, your interest in comedy and whatnot. I mean, what what, what do you feel about that and him now? I mean, he's still great. <laughs> like he put out a special like six months ago mm-hmm. and it was wonderful, you know, classic Louie. I mean, obviously the shit he did was creepy and weird, Yeah, but but it's also redeemable. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, amongst the other things that we've seen and heard. Yeah. He didn't do anything illegal. And obviously, I don't know. I feel like people, People forget like the value of forgiveness, mm-hmm. especially with, with something like that. Yeah. And obviously when you're publicly shamed like that, that's a huge like drive in people to change. Like probably one of the biggest drives in human nature is being publicly exiled. Yeah. I, I, Cause I remember when the shit went down and the, uh, the comedy special came around, you know, the one that you're referencing. Um, I've heard from people that I know that are interested in comedy and do comedy that it was all right. It was pretty good. But to the people that only know Louis CK of, because of the incident, there was just automatically shitting on it, not even giving it a chance. And that's. Yeah. That's (laughs) screw that. And till this day, I believe when you brought Louis CK up, I told you, that I never heard a stand-up special. I never seen so much of his work and whatnot until this day here in 2020. I am proud to report that it stayed the same. I didn't look nothing up. I didn't. No, really? Oh, yeah, it, just, it just didn't really interest me. And it wasn't because of his incident or whatever. It was just oh. like, I, I just never got around to it. Yeah, that's fair. I think it was the year of 2017 when all that happened, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that was right before then. So it happened after some time. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I I think he's slowly, gradually making a comeback. He was, I think he was, like, the first comedian to actually put his content on his own website where people could go straight to it and buy it straight from him. Yeah. So he already had a pretty good system before all this happened. Innovative. Yeah. So he got pretty lucky in that sense. Like he already had a massive email list, mm-hmm. you know, 
releasing content pretty regularly just on his website. So then he, I think now he's even having his own podcast. It's like a, and who does it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Him and his girlfriend. It's like you pay 10 bucks for it and they just release these episodes randomly. Random. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's I like him. So, but it, yeah, it was weird whenever all this stuff came out, for sure. Now, with um, since time has passed and everything, and I know you had your ups and downs within your own podcast and whatnot. But what has your listening experience been like? Have you acquired any new podcasts, or have you been listening more or less? Oh, definitely, definitely more. Uh, I really love uh, Hidden Brain and uh, TED Radio Hour. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty solid ones for me. Sometimes I listen to Joe Rogan if the guest is decent mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never heard of an episode of that guy's show. Nothing against him, really. It's just like, I think it was one of the times earlier on mm-hmm. I tuned in. And seeing the timestamp of three hours and some change, I was like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. And I just never got back around to it. Fair enough. But I, I just I look at him and signing what a hundred million dollar deal to do podcasts for Spotify or some shit. And I'm just like, wow. It's fucking crazy how far podcasts have come since the time that I first started listening or even discovering them. And, you know, it kind of gives me hope, you know, but what scares me on the same note is people are paying big money like that for, you know, content, you know, podcast, the same shit we're doing right now. He's getting paid millions of dollars for, right? Oh, yeah. My my fear is that somebody is going to look at this and find some way to screw with it, you know. We're going to have the F- FCC in this bitch, you know, and it'll go back to what you were saying, censoring us, what we say. Oh, yeah. And then I just, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I'll still have the interest in it after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that kind of happened with Rogan when he went to Spotify. Uh, once he switched over, I think they like deleted maybe 11 episodes mm-hmm. from his archive. And that kind of, made me think of him more as a sellout because he's, he's always been big on free speech you know? Yeah. But as soon as the transfer happened, he never mentioned the episodes that were lost or anything. So, so yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it goes to the, the wise words of one Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> yes, that's true. I don't know, but I mean, shit, a hundred million dollars for me to shut the fuck up, I I guess. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I would probably have done the same thing. Yeah, so, and then, not, you know he's a he's an older gentleman. He's been, I mean, he's been in entertainment for years. You know, mm-hmm. he might be on the downslope, and this is his nest egg and his way out. You know. Yeah, I feel like he was already making a shit ton before Spotify. Yeah, like at least a hundred thousand an episode. Shit, that's not a hundred million. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> you know. But how much do you need? You know. Exactly. I mean, he, if done right, 
Because I mean, he he getting a hundred million from Spotify. That doesn't include endorsements and spot other sponsors and whatnot. So I mean, that's on top of the hundred million dollars, and mm-hmm. whatever else you got going on on the side, and you know maybe personal ventures and other businesses he may own or partake with. So I mean, he got enough wealth, and I'm just looking at it in the sense of he can take care of himself, his immediate family, and possibly his grandkids to come if you know they have any for so, sure i kind of think of it that way and you know if i was further on in my career like he was and somebody like dump truck 100 mil what's happening i'm like where do i sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough and then i ain't even thinking about way you know later on when i have tenure and you know i've, I've been an og in the game and somebody I'm, if a motherfucker come Hey, I got a hundred mil right now. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be a veteran at that point. You show show me the money, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this podcast could eventually turn into like kind of how you have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, where you have all these different subscription areas? Yeah, and that that's another fear of mine as well, because you know you start throwing around money like that, people are looking to recoup. You know, they gave Joe Rogan $100 million, you know, so hopefully Joe Rogan can recoup that money for them. Because, I mean, that's a that's $100 million investment in Joe Rogan, just him alone. So now they got to pull resources to kind of recoup that money. Because I don't know, because how does this work? You say he was getting like maybe $100,000 a, a episode. How mm-hmm. many episodes he doing a week? Um, at least three, it seems like. Oh, that's that's a good chance. Like he he goes heavy. So three a week. So that's what twelve a month. Roughly, yeah. That's, uh, I'm just doing math. That's probably wrong. <laughs> so that's for twelve episodes. Um. One million two hundred thousand a month. A month. God damn. So that times twelve. So you're gonna be working for some years to recoup that hundred thousand. A hundred. I keep saying hundred thousand. Hundred million. <laughs> you know. So then they might probably branch out to some other people on the lower scale and pay them way under what Joe Rogan's 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 Rogan is worth. And hopefully they can yield higher than what they paid to kind of recoup that money. Because, I mean, if they're willing to pay that much money, they got to – I wonder what the return is. That's that's what I want to know. I really want to know what the return is. I think uh, I heard this one guy say as soon as they made that deal, as soon as it was announced, I think uh, Spotify made over a billion in a day. Well, there you go. That's the magic. Yeah. More downloads, more ad revenue per person, and more people buying subscriptions because you know there's a free version, and then there's a premium version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I yeah, guess so. it's going to be exclusive on Spotify. I think in a couple months, so like you'll have to go there to listen to them. And that's going to suck, man, because it, it takes away the freedom of podcasting because everybody's locked down under a paywall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
What do you think of Luminary? What was was this? That's like a a podcast app where you need a subscription. Like Russell Brand, he his podcast was pretty open, like free, but mm-hmm. then uh he signed up with Luminary, so now you have to pay to listen to his podcast and you man is already happening. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. Pretty soon, us guys like this is going to have to start paying. I mean, we already paying, you know, hosting fees and shit. But we're going to have to start paying Apple and all these other motherfuckers to host our shit. Yeah. I don't like it. Give them a cut when you sponsor an episode, perhaps. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it at all. That's when we start going back to pirate radio, baby. You're going to start putting antennas on the roof of the house, getting some band radios and shit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. that's when um traditional radio is going to come back into circulation yeah maybe kind of like vinyl or something mm-hmm. and that's weird too man i go because you know i frequent the walmart quite often and i see new music like 2020 music on vinyl and it blows my mind and it shouldn't be a surprise to me because dj has been doing that for years but mm-hmm. it out just in Walmart like that. Blows my freaking mind. Yeah, record. I think you can buy a record player for maybe like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah, it's not even that expensive. You know? Yeah. I, I'll, I'm almost tempted. Almost. But I know it's just going to be a novelty thing. It's just going to sit in the corner somewhere and I ain't going to use it. Yeah. I, w- I would like to. I never really used one before, but I hear the, the sound is just a little more. Rich. I mean, yeah. That's what I hear. But. I don't know if the difference is tremendous enough for me to actually buy a record player. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't, cause if I can pull this phone out of my pocket and just put in what I want, instead of going to the case, shuffling through the crates, as they say, finding the album, putting it on there, putting the needle on there. And then there's no skip fast forward and rewind. You kind of, kind of let it play unless you know where it on the album that you want to drop the needle and shit, you know? Yeah. Fuck all that noise. <laughs> Yeah, my physical space is very valuable too. I don't want to have a big ass clunky record player just in the corner of my room taking 20% of my space. Man, they used to sell their TV record player combo when I was a child, man. It was just this big thing, looked like a a dresser. (laughs) Had a TV at the bottom, two speakers on the left and right, and you open the top of it and it had the record player inside there with the radio. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fucking crazy, man. That, and that was high-speed technology. <laughs> oh yeah. Man. Yeah. Two TV with a record player on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And then when that TV broke, you put a little TV on top of that one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe I'll get like records of my favorite albums. Like maybe yeah, my top five favorite or something. Yeah, it'd be like a collectibles thing. I yeah, I got that. But just to, you know, some shit just came out in twenty twenty. I don't think I'm rushing to the Walmart to get that record. Yeah, for sure. Especially some of this uh musical content that's being put out right now. I ain't really feeling a lot of it. What are you into? Uh, a little bit of everything. I mean, more so R and B. But you know, I listen to everything. It's not like I go genre searching, but if I hear something and I like it, I'll listen to it. Yeah, for sure. It's mm-hmm. kind of how I am. 
Like oftentimes I'm confused <laughs> that I love a certain album. Like, like it just doesn't add up that I just listen to something like a, like uh what's a good example. Uh, do you know, Brian Wilson from the beach boys heard of him. Yeah. He has kind of like that, that coasty music, the kind of sixties vibe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it and was just surprised that I loved it. It was so strange. But yeah, just case by case kind of thing. Yeah. I, found a, I found a guy upon a, a recommendation, I, I, I suppose, is um, he was mentioned in an interview I was watching, uh, Orville Peck. Hmm. And uh, he do like this country type music. And uh, he's a character. He he has a gimmick. He has, he wears a cowboy hat and a mask, and um, the mask has like these tassel things that hang over it that covers the rest of his mouth and lower face. Mm. So I like the character. The music is okay. There's a couple of songs that I enjoy, but uh-huh. it's just it's weird that you know me of let's say age of say 16, 17, would never catch me listening to anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I might have seen a picture of that guy. Yep, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> Thanks. Because I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, not right off the top of my head anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, shit, I introduced my child, the, the 10-year-old, to a song by a band called Green Jelly. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting name. Yeah, and they made a, a a rock song way back in the day called "The Three Little Pigs," and I thought that was a uh, pretty amusing because I I remember seeing the music video as a kid. You know, it was one of those rare occasions that you know the kid get to stay home, and usually when you a kid and stay home, you get to watch TV and all you see all kind of shit that you wouldn't normally see when you get out of school that day. So I'm looking at all these different shows, looking at the prices right and shit. You know. Cause I'm at home sick. Uh, turn on the, I think MTV when they show videos actually. And the song came on and it was, the whole video was claymation characters. And it was essentially a rock version of the three little pig story. And then somehow some way Rambo got involved and you know, it was just some crazy shit. But a couple weeks ago I was in the car and I was just uh, scrolling through some music. And it came up and I played it and the kid was just sitting there listening to it because of the sheer freaking ridiculousness of the story. <laughs> and she, she liked it. Hmm. So nice. I kind of like doing that. You, what, are you, what, what are your thoughts on kids, homeboy? Have you ever thought about sowing your wild oats? Oh, man. I, I had a scare that happened. Oh, oh, this is what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Was it yeah. doing your peyote uh, <laughs> fuse? Yeah, there was, there was an incident that took place in the summer mm-hmm. during uh, quarantine. Of course. Yeah, obviously. But uh, yeah, there's this one girl I was hanging out with for a while, but she wasn't someone special, mm-hmm. but it was one of someone those. I could hang out with from time to time. But uh, kind of halfway through the summer, I was, uh, when I started programming, I was also doing this discipline of not having orgasms. 
Ah, tantric. Yeah. yeah. But during that time, she decided to hang out with this other guy. Uh-huh. But uh, it was just a weird timing thing. She called me one day uh, crying <laughs> and saying, hey, I got my blood tested and it turns out I'm pregnant. Ooh. I was just kind of stunned for a little bit. But then she revealed that she got with this other guy. Uh, and like there's just a weight off my shoulders immediately like oh okay perfect and the time frame was like six weeks back to whenever i was doing my my semen discipline <laughs> so yeah it, it, i think it worked out <laughs> yeah I, I just finished telling my scare not too long ago oh yeah yeah it was just um it was way before I met my wife and it was after my ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just came back from a deployment I met this girl and we uh, we did things and we got real close you know consecutively over mm-hmm. a month and a half time frame and uh, she introduced me to her husband and I was like what the fuck <laughs> man I didn't know so um, introduced and- you to him yeah did he did he know about the situation no 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 i was introduced as a uh, somewhat of a stranger okay yeah it was it was weird it was weird but uh she told me that because she it it got so deep to where because at the time i was a single father Mm -hmm. you know with my two oldest kids and um she would babysit for me while i was at work so when I say introduced me to her husband, she introduced me as a guy that she babysitted his kids that she was trying to help. So, yeah. But um, when I, I, I met the guy, I was like, hey, this this can no longer continue. You know, I, I, I was duped. I was deceived. You know, all kind of bullshit right there. And um, I was trying to find a daycare to put my kids in. And then I told her, I was like, hey, I found a daycare. And, uh, yada 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 and she was like well it was fine because i couldn't babysit for you no more anyway because i found out i was pregnant and this complications yada 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 so me thinking that i've been with this woman doing these things for a month and a half straight while her husband was gone on a deployment Mm. so the last words in the conversation between me and her was you have my phone number you know where i live if there's anything that you need to tell me, you know how to find me. And that was in 2003, and I never heard from her since. <laughs> oh, man. So there might be a youngling wilding out in the wind somewhere, but at this point in time, that child would be 17, almost 18 in a couple months, so wouldn't be my problem. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what was her reason for introducing you to her husband? Just trying to stir shit up? or? Mm-hmm. No, because he came back from deployment, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the reasoning was, really. To tell you the truth, it's just, if, I don't know if she was trying to keep me around or whatever the fuck it was. It was just, I've I never been in a situation like that before, and I never have been in anything remotely close to that ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the what her what her thought process was. I don't know what it was because I done met her, this 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 woman's mom. Her mom her mom watched uh, 
my kids and did my daughter's hair while me and her daughter went do nasty things. I knew I was cool with her brother and everything. And she had kids as well. And her kids would call me friend and all kind of shit like that. And it was just so, so much, so many layers to this shit. So much, you know, deceit because when I went to the house, her house where she stayed, there was no pictures on the wall of this guy. The kids didn't speak about a daddy. So, you know, how was I to know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's weird. Yeah, but to answer your question, I I like kids, but not ready right now. Yeah, it's good, it's good to know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was just, how I, how my first child was born, it was planned. Yes, it was. It was just like, eh, eh, have my baby, ah! And that was it. That was the planning. That was the thought process, and there it was. <laughs> Beautiful. And then the second child, it was kind of the same, but I thought I was going to die because a 9-11 happened. I was in the military. I was like, I might not come back. So I would like to have a son to carry on my name. And ah, there you go, a boy. So <laughs> that's how the first two happened. The third one was actually planned. <laughs> like actually, actually planned. Like even two years prior, planned. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Maybe maybe thirty. That's that seems like a good time for me. But, but I noticed a lot of my plans don't go as planned. Yes, you can't so. plan for plans. <laughs> no, you can't, especially this year. Hell no, nah. because you know it was a. This year was the expanding phase of the podcast for me. You know, it was weird to say that after what going on five years now, but 2019 was the first time that I took the show on the road. I started going to conventions and meeting people face to face and throwing my name out there and things like that. And I had more plans for 2020 to go, you know, maybe a step further within that same realm. And the world said, no, not today. <laughs> oh man. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't know they had conventions like the, well, I mean, it, like it's, Comic Cons and shit, you know. Oh, okay. And everything like that. I've been doing a couple of those. I think I've been to my first one was um what the end of twenty eighteen? Something like that. Twenty nineteen. And I've done like maybe five within that year. And then I awesome. have more planned for twenty twenty. Cause the the real thing about it was I knew these things were gonna be in different places across the United States. And I know people because of podcasting in those places. And I thought it would be cool to go out there, be a part of a convention and meet those people that I talk to, like how we're doing now across the internet from each other. And, uh, you know, do more shows, create more content. And that was the plan for 2020, but yeah, it'll happen eventually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's really cool. So what's next, man? I mean, you got a lot of things going on. Uh, to go back to your kids thing, you said 30 seems like a right age for you. Mine was 18, and now my oldest child is graduated, and my second oldest is graduating this year. So that's something to think about. I'm 38, and I'm done already. <laughs> oh, Except for the 10-year-old. 10-year-old ain't going to graduate till 2028. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my mom had started at 18, too. She had me at 36, so she, she kind of kept going throughout the years. But for me, I, I would like to first learn how to take care of myself. Exactly. 
you are 100% right because I, I, I didn't I'm, I got a Xbox controller in my left hand and a child in my right hand trying to balance both. <laughs> yeah and I, I just happened to get lucky with some of these pregnancy scares these thoughts that you messing with <laughs> yeah because I, I easily could have been a dad like five years ago but but since I've, I've had these lessons you know, I've been becoming a little more disciplined in that area but I didn't really have anyone to kind of Rain. walk through it you know mm-hmm. like i never had the sex talk or anything it was more like most things i know were just kind of self-taught yeah my mom just walked in my room and threw a bag of condoms at me it's like if you don't know how to use them ask your dad i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> put them on your feet <laughs> yeah <laughs> walking around with them on my hands and shit like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh man I imagine that would be very slick. You know, I'd yeah. Bust my ass with some condoms on my feet. <laughs> That'd be a story. Yeah, for another podcast. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than not having kids right now, but what what are your uh, gazes are upon into the future of yourself, Mister Moore? I mean, what are some other things that you may be taking a peek at? So I'm hoping to have a programming job mm-hmm. in less than six months Word. like i've given myself an ultimatum to give myself like 90 days to prepare myself for interviews and things like that mm-hmm. and that's kind of my short-term goals right now mm-hmm. long term I, I really just want a job where i can work remotely mm-hmm. kind of just continue traveling i'm still kind of this I'm in this wandering phase still. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really see myself getting out of that too soon. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still just figuring shit out. Word. I still got some things to, to do and books to read and shit like that. Yeah. Three times the books that I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man it's, it's great to know that you're doing well great to have you back it's just you know time has passed you're still growing you're still maturing as a young man i can still call you a young man and uh you ain't got no kids so that's cool i'll take it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um one last question uh still to this day what are your thoughts on podcasting personally not listening but actually doing i i still like the idea like it, it still lingers in my head pretty much every week. Like I'm, but I'm starting to get a schedule now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to actually write things down what to do daily. Yeah. So I think that will help tremendously on being consistent with things. But yeah, it's still on the radar. The only issue is the, the place where I host my podcast I forgot my login. Oh, no. Like, I, I don't even know my email for it. I've been trying different ones, but I'll probably just email them and tell them, like, hey, I kind of need some help. But hey, please. Yeah. <laughs> but once I get that figured out, I, I can definitely see myself continuing it. Mm-hmm. But I just need to have a better system with it. But, yeah. Cool. 
Well, man, I appreciate your time. And I think this is where we're going to put a pin in it. But before you go, let everybody know where they can find you and your wacky, crazy adventures on the interwebs. <laughs> sure. Yeah. My my handle is pretty much the same wherever you go. Twitter, Instagram. I, I'm off Facebook. But Twitter, Instagram is John Evan Moore. Just, I'm trying to claim that username all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's important because you don't want to be fucked up like me and realizing what you want to do later on with three R show, and now I gotta look at this bitch ass motherfucker on Instagram with three R show, and he ain't posted <laughs> since September of uh, twenty fifteen. Oh man, you can't reach out to him or anything. I've tried. Oh, I've man. even went to Instagram with it. I don't hear from them either. <laughs> Shit, but yeah, John Evan Moore's J O N. E V A N M O O R E. And I like maybe practicing that. <laughs> yeah, I always have to explain that. Yeah, it's J O N. Like the, the non traditional sense of John. But yeah. All right. And as it has always been, you've been a guest two times of the show, and the door is always open for you to come back to whether it be to promote your next big thing. Or just to come shoot the shit. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely need to pop in more frequently. Yeah, I mean, shit, let's not make it like another, what, four or five years again. Yeah, for sure. You are listening to another Antonio Gordon production.